Today, Joe Biden addresses the nation on Afghanistan while Americans are left stranded. Australia changes course on their COVID policy and the Department of Education cancels $9 billion in student loan debt. We've got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined once again by Blaze TV contributor Eric July, also host of For Cannon's Sake on YouTube, Young Rep of Five Nine. They, they know me. him as there on YouTube. Uh, also joined once again by political commentator Caleb Bonham, who we have rescued from the depths of Austin. One more Glad day. Glad to be back. <laughs> One more day, not in Austin. Let's You're go. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, all right, so let's get into the headlines of the day. Of course, we've still got uh, a lot more on Afghanistan just kind of developing uh, throughout the day. We do have uh, Joe Biden, who addressed the nation on ending the war in Afghanistan. Uh, let's listen first to Joe Biden calling all of this an extraordinary success. Watch. This night in Kabul. The United States ended 20 years of war in Afghanistan, the longest war in American history. We completed one of the biggest airlifts in history with more than 120,000 people evacuated to safety. That number is more than double what most experts thought were possible. No nation, no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history. The only the United States had the capacity and the will and the ability to do it, and we did it today. The extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill, bravery, and selfless courage of the United States military and our diplomats and intelligence professionals. For weeks, they risked their lives to get American citizens, Afghans who helped us, citizens of our allies and partners and others on board planes and out of the country. And they did it facing a crush of enormous crowds seeking to leave the country. Uh, interesting take from Joe Biden. Let's also listen to uh, another portion of the speech. He seemed to get, gentlemen, I, I want to get your thoughts after, after we play this, but he seems to get um, a little heated and he just kind of, you know, the, the Grandpa Simpson like yelling at the clouds uh, gif. It just feels a lot like that. He's like yelling at everyone, uh, chastising them about ending the war and how we don't want more war, which I think that we can all agree upon. I don't think that that was up for dispute, but here's Joe Biden. It was time to be honest with the American people again. Mm. We no longer had a clear purpose in an open-ended mission in Afghanistan. After 20 years of war in Afghanistan, I refuse to send another generation of America's sons and daughters to fight a war that should have ended long ago. After more than $2 trillion spent in Afghanistan, the cost that researchers at Brown University estimated would be over $300 million a day for 20 years in Afghanistan, for two decades. Yes, the American people should hear this, $300 million a day for two decades. You take the number of $1 trillion, as many say, that's still $150 million a day for two decades. 
What have we lost as a consequence in terms of opportunities? I refuse to continue the war that was no longer in the service of the vital national interest of our people. I mean, again, uh, you know, this is a cute little speech from Joe Biden's speechwriter, but really isn't addressing what all of the failures were. Uh, I, I haven't heard very many people push back and say, no, you know what? We want a forever war in yeah. Afghanistan. That's definitely what we're going for here. So he seems to just kind of be yelling at the sky, um, you know, arguing with the wall, I think. And failing to acknowledge the fact he continues to emphasize the two decades the two decades he was vice president for eight of those years mm. and all that 150 million dollars a day that was being racked up while he was in leadership mm -hmm. power um it's a great point you know they had all the opportunity to come to the table and actually provide a plan you know years ago a term of president ago uh for this withdrawal and they failed to do so. So uh, that failure of a 20 year war is on him just as much as it's on any other previous administration. You know, you watch that speech and I see in that speech a less decorated, less set piece oriented mission accomplished speech mm. uh, because this is not over. And I think we're going to see in the coming months uh, the ramifications of the poor leadership and the poorly planned chaotic pullout. Uh, and it's going to affect American lives and American troops and American foreign policy. Um, I think he's trying to play strong. He's trying to play mission accomplished, victory, uh, but this isn't over yet. Yeah. Well, first of all, he didn't negotiate any of that leading up to us getting up out of there anyway. Right. So all he did was just go through what was already being planned. But much to your point, which is the point that I was going to make, was that this was something, this was a war not only that he supported initially, but this was a war that he perpetuated for a long time, of course, alongside Obama, as they bombed more countries than Bush, uh, but specifically going on with the war in Afghanistan. So it's just bizarre to hear this man talk as if, oh, I, 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 I just can't do that. Well, I mean, it's been 20 years. You were doing it for longer than that uh, or you know or roughly around that time in which you supported it and now all of a sudden when you know deals get made uh with the previous uh administration and now you you go forward with it which of course okay you went forward with it of course there's two different problems here is that you went about it maybe the wrong the incorrect way mm -hmm. um unfortunately american lives uh were lost uh, innocent lives were lost in that regards but still like what, the way these politicians, and to be fair, it's not just Biden. There's a lot of people in office that now they look at it on the other side of things. Everybody kind of realized Ron Paul was right about this war. Yeah. Um, and now they act as if, okay, I had nothing to do with it. Right. Like for eight years, I think people, I, I, we called him Obama for a reason. That man was a violent piece of crap. And the guy that supported him as his VP, of course, being in Joe Biden, had everything to do with it. Of course, even before he became part of that administration, he supported he supported these nation building yeah. efforts. This is the new thing. So for him or any of these politicians that have been in office for as long as they have been in it to act like they had nothing to mm -hmm. do with the loss of American lives over the course of the last 20 years. And like I had to end it. Dude, what were you? What, you had an opportunity. Number one, for eight years, you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But but still, you had everything to do with selling the lie, saying we could no longer lie to American people, failing to mention the fact that he was one of the people that was selling the lie that was the Afghanistan war, or the rather the war in Af Afghanistan. So it just kills me because it's not like he's going to be punished for any of that. Mm -hmm. But 
Neither are the other politicians who have been selling people on these uh, unfortunate war efforts that lead into the deaths of you guys' sons uh, and daughters. That's just so disgusting to me that they think that they can get on the other side like they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, and, you know, it was an interesting moment uh, for those of you who did not watch the speech. It was very interesting because at the same time that he said things like we played where he said it was an extraordinary success, he also took time to, of course, blame uh, President Trump Mm -hmm. for making the deal in the first place. As if it so was how can President you take credit for that? Right. That's, that was what right. I was talking right. about right. Uh, at the beginning. Like, how can you take credit for that? Like, I'll never do that when you didn't make the deal. And then when the person did make the deal, you criticized the board. Right. So what are you talking about? Right. See, this is this and President is, Trump didn't say, hey, let's pull everyone out before we've already right. had a chance exactly. to evacuate. And, and you got to remember, he was a senator before he was That's vice what president. I'm saying. <laughs> he yeah. supported yeah. all yeah. this. You can't effort. say that Joe Biden hasn't had his fingerprints right. on every all failure from the beginning, from the inception to the continuation to the pullout, Joe Biden's fingerprints have been on it mm-hmm. every step of the way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we mentioned all of the the Americans who are still stranded. Uh, the Pentagon confirmed that the last plane left Kabul uh, airport yesterday ending the military mission. I know we heard Joe Biden speak on it, but uh, let's also listen to General Kenneth McKenzie confirm what we have been talking about for these, what it feels like, weeks now, uh, which was that they were not going to get everyone out that they wanted to get out. Watch. Look, there's a lot of heartbreak associated with this departure. We did not get everybody out that we wanted to get out. But I think if we'd stayed another 10 days, Louis, we wouldn't have gotten everybody out that we wanted to get out. And there still would have been people who would have been disappointed with that. It's a it's, it's a tough situation. But I want to emphasize again that simply because we have left, that doesn't mean the opportunities for both Americans that are in Afghanistan that want to leave and, uh, and Afghans who want to leave, they will not be denied that opportunity. I think our Department of State is going to work that very hard in the days and weeks ahead. But listen, if you are one of those Americans who are stranded in Afghanistan, uh, don't worry about it because Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby says Americans get stranded all the time. All right, watch. So what does that look like? How does diplomacy get those people out of the Taliban-controlled Afghanistan? It's not completely unlike the way we do it elsewhere around the world. I mean, we have uh, Americans that get stranded in, in, uh, in countries all the time. We're just really crappy with our people all the time. It's not just in Afghanistan. We just hate them whenever they're all across the world. We don't, we're not, we're not biased in that regard, uh, which is interesting, you guys, because I want to get your thoughts, but I would just like to play a little flashback of, I believe it was last week, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki herself saying, um, excuse me, Peter Ducey, Americans are not stranded in Afghanistan. I'm calling you out. Watch. Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan. Right I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them home. And I think that's important for the American public to hear and understand. Oops. 
oops. That was a big oops. Uh, and on top of that, of course, there was also Joe Biden uh, on with George Stephanopoulos last week, who he said now he was pressed very, very, very hard on this issue because he did not want to answer. But he was pressed on this mm -hmm. and he did say we will not leave until we have gotten all of the Americans. Oops. Yeah, oops. I mean, he, it, <laughs> She's so worried about rhetoric and all mm -hmm. optics and everything. I'm else. calling you out. As opposed to actually, you know, what the term stranded means. I mean, if you consider the fact that there are people that he said uh, are there that they didn't get out, that they wanted to get out. That means that they're stranded mm -hmm. by textbook definition. Hmm. So. I don't know what she, I mean, she got all bent out of shape. I mean, great for, for the TV shows and uh, headlines and all. Oh, Jen Psaki claps back at Ducey. That's all awesome. But at the end of the day, she was, of course, uh, incorrect. And they have conceded exactly that. And that's all because of sort of the failed plan to evacuate Afghanistan. So that's on this administration's head. Like I said, uh, everything else. You know, we could put that on whoever's head. Yes, he continued all of these war efforts. But when it comes to him getting up out of here, like I said on the show yesterday, when it comes to them getting up out of Afghanistan, that falls on on him. He was not. Of course, he didn't have to toe down to the to a T, the actual plan or whatever it may have been. He could have adjusted. He chose he chose that route. That was the route that they chose, whether he got false information, whatever it was. And now, unfortunately, we have people that are behind enemy lines that uh, we, we don't know if they're going to get out. We're creeping closer to that date to where they say you need to have them up out of here by then. And we'll see what happens after that. Her position has become just a propagandist. Yep. Uh, that's a public position. She's supposed to be providing information for the public to understand what's going on with American interests, how America's behaving, family members that are caught overseas. She's there to give us information, and she's not doing that. She's there to play a political role, to bash those she finds to be uh, an opponent. And the media hated so much when Donald Trump came out and called them fake news. You know, but it's gaslighting. Because all she's doing is just not using the term fake news. She's going after reporters she finds to be her political opposite. And she's trying, like you said, make a headline out of it. The truth is, is that they did leave Americans stranded. And they're counting on the American people not knowing that that's what she previously said. Because the news cycle moves so fast. Yeah, you forget about it. You move on from it. And, you know, when you have a strong speech like what President Biden tried to give, they're hoping that that's what people remember. Um, truth is, is that... They're not given the, the correct information, and we need to remember that when we head to the polls. Yeah, amen. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So uh, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, which you may not realize until you start thinking about it what a big deal that is. But if you are using anyone else, you are taking a portion of your hard-earned money that you are paying within your bill and you are giving it to Big Mobile, which is then going and donating your money to left-leaning causes that you're fighting against, like Planned Parenthood and gun control organizations. You don't want to do that, all right? You've got to go with Patriot Mobile. They offer broad nationwide coverage. Uh, in fact, it's like the same towers that all of the major carriers kind of use and piggyback off of each other. Patriot Mobile uses those same towers. They have plans to fit any budget, and they have a 100% U.S.-based customer support team, uh, which, again, you don't realize is a big deal until you need customer support.
So they have that for you as well. They share your values and support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. You can get free activation with the offer code news. By the way, they have special discounts uh, on top of the great deal you're already getting. They're going to have special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line accounts. Support a company that loves America and loves and shares your values. You got to go to patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. Following widespread anti-lockdown protests, Australia will end its COVID zero policy, which uh, the prime minister over there, Scott Morrison, says is not sustainable as the Delta variant spreads in the nation, which is weird because I'm not the prime minister of Australia. And I feel like I was saying this for a really long time. So maybe I should be the prime minister of Australia because I think that they would have fared far better under someone who said, guys, we're not eradicating this virus. This is here to stay. So let's not lock everything down. And I mean, Australia, we've showed it on this this show Mm -hmm. multiple times, but they have been really, really bad. I mean, not allowed to leave their houses. Concentration uh, camps, excuse me, uh, whale camps. Yes, whale camps. yes, please, Eric. Yes, please, bad, my, please, my use, their, use their actual term, okay? Don't call them what they really are. Uh, so they were not allowed to leave their houses. I mean, unless they were going to go get vaccinated, yeah. in which case they were given a pass. But it has gotten incredible in Australia to see the overreach of government. And of course, you know, this is a, a country who... They're like, well, there's you already gave away all of your self-defense weapons and all of that. So uh, good luck to you guys, I guess. But finally, they have said that they will end the COVID zero policy. Gentlemen, that's what they're going to have to do. I mean, look, they can sit here. And I think what happened with them in New Zealand, because they had the more strenuous policies, I mean, in comparison to the rest mm-hmm. of the world and a lot of people in the West, particularly America, like the authoritarian left, look to them and say, hey, that's. That's how you do it, yeah. right? That's how they do it. You're going to eradicate the virus. And then they didn't. And then they didn't. And it, 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 it just simply did not happen. And then you had, of course, all the grumblings. There was truckers out there that were protesting. It really goes to show that if you tell them to go screw themselves, it ain't about like all that right there is, is a concession. That's just all that all that really is. It's not like they're doing anything special. The people uh, in those areas, I was on an Australian podcast this past uh, Saturday. They're fed up with this mm-hmm. nonsense. You're locking people. Because uh, they're like, we have that. one yeah. case. Yeah, like the yeah. whole town and, shuts and it's down. That's yeah. like, obviously, that's not a sustainable thing because the reality. <laughs> Reality is, and and this is my thing. It doesn't matter whether it's Australia or here in America. If they were at least honest with the people, people wouldn't be freaking out like yep, that. Yep. All they needed to do was say, "Look, calm folks down. Say this is a reality. You're most likely going to end up getting it. Here's also the reality: you're yep. most likely not going to die from it right. either, and not being hospitalized. How about I don't know? We we teach them how to." Exercise, maybe diet, focus on their uh, on their body mass and all those things, which we know lead to more hospitalizations. If they had done that, no matter where they were, the populace wouldn't have been as freaked out as they are. But unfortunately, these leaders went out there, sold all of this fear mongering and got all these people uh, uh, like hyped up on, on this type of stuff. So you have a big divide within a lot of these populace, these people that are just completely fed up and these sheep 
who are like, I don't know, wearing masks in their cars. Eric, I think that that's completely unfair because they did allow, if you're fully vaccinated, you got that's two your, whole hours outside hours. every day. That's two true. whole hours to be fair. Out, out in the pen. That's, that's I, I am so tired <laughs> of the government caring about my health. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it never works. This is all that touchy-feely, uh, zero goal that is never realistic in anything you're looking at, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I wish the government would less care, uh, care less about me and my family and more about protecting my rights, you know, and, and, and my ability to live as I want to live. Bush had, you know, leave no uh, no child left behind. Michelle Obama had leave no child with a bigger behind. (laughs) You have got so many different work uh, projects by the United States government and and abroad, you know, where they have bigger government policies focused on, hey, what we believe uh, we want to implement is going to be best for your family. Get out of there. You know, you're never going to be hitting zero. And if they finally, you know, if we had no more of these no deaths on the road campaigns, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. If you had less of those, uh, you're going to get a more realistic public understanding what government's role actually is. And maybe they'll start looking at government and realize government's not there to save my life, mm-hmm. to educate us correctly, to raise my children. Government there is to protect my, my liberties, make sure that civilization is behaving orderly, and then stay out of my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hopefully Australia picks up because what's been going on over there has been insane. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move back here uh, domestically. So the Department of Education has canceled more than $9 billion in student loan debt uh, since President Biden has come into office with moves that will affect more than 563,000 borrowers. Uh, The agency confirmed the new top-line figure upon its recent announcement detailing its cancellation of $1.1 billion in debt for 115,000 borrowers that attended ITT, which is now defunct. Um, but it's it's interesting, uh, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this, gentlemen, but it's interesting because um, they're it, watching all of these radicalized members of the left who have been fed all of this nonsense about cancel all my student loan debt. I shouldn't have to pay for my things. Oh, by the way, the CDC, you know, is is having an eviction moratorium, so I don't have to pay for myself to live. You have all of these people who have been so radicalized. And I've been watching their reaction and they're like, this isn't enough. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to do all of it. See, do all of it right now. And it's like, you're, they are never going to satisfy these people. And, and that is, there's a lesson to be learned from people on the opposite side with that as well. And this is the case that I've been made. It's like right before the show, I just posted about Republicans being too ch- chicken crap. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll censor it. Um, when it comes to like public, pu- public education and public school. See, the left will push for the most like whatever it is that they want. They don't care how radical it is. They don't care like how unrealistic it is. Mm-hmm. Because in five years from now, then it starts to sound way more realistic. If I could just get that wired into like Republicans or conservatives, whatever they want to call themselves, heads, we'd be working further towards liberty. Instead of trying to be so milk toast and worrying about, well, you know, this is unrealistic. Why don't we put push for the liberty position? So if you push for 100%, you get 50. Okay, you take that, but you don't stop pushing for 100%. That's how the left operates, and that's why this country has been moving closer to absolute state socialism, because you're right. 
They're not going to be satisfied. They're never going to yeah. be satisfied. But they're still going to get towards what it is that they want. It's not like our side is getting what it is that we, we're not getting like abolition of these laws or, or, or like uh, that violate people's private property rights. We're not getting a uh, ending of, of like certain forms of taxation. We're not getting any of that. Instead, we're moving closer and closer to st- absolute state socialism and state control. So there's a lesson to be learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know the left is doing that. And you're right. They're like, it's not enough. This is yeah. not what we want. But that's how they win. That's exactly mm-hmm. how they win. Yeah. So IDT, $1.1 billion quote-unquote bailout for the students. And it was because IDT was lying about their financials, mm-hmm. if I understand that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Lying about their financials, and therefore all the students <laughs> are bailed out of their student loans. Yeah. What does that have to do with the students again? That's a great question. And, you know, the, the government felt the need to step in on that. I mean, there's a lot of entities that are lying to their consumers. Yeah, they're lying. Uh, including the government. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, first exactly. and foremost. And, and higher education at large. You yeah. know, higher education yes. at large is one of the, you know, at large, it's one of the biggest frauds in terms 100%. of what they're actually telling their students um, and their market earning potential mm-hmm. associated with the degrees uh, that they're offering and the unlimited amounts that you can take out to obtain those uh, degrees. Uh, that's really what should be investigated. But yeah, I think this is a signal for what the Biden administration's goal is. Uh, you know, you slowly step in. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, the bulk of that, the bulk of that forgiveness was to uh, those that are completely and totally disabled. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I don't know the full details on, on how that was presented or, or where that went through, but where it's going to get very, very dicey uh, is when you're looking at able-bodied, able-minded, uh, you know, people that have graduated college and just made that choice. Yep to rack up student loan yep. debt to forty, hundred thousand dollars And you're gonna start wiping that stuff out, uh, depending on their income, you know, you get a $100,000 degree and you're making $25,000, you know, when whatever profession that you knew didn't have that income, earning potential to make that money and pay that money back, that's on the universities, that's on the federal government. Uh, they should, you know, they'll destroy the economy oh, uh, for, a, for a, you know, try to pander to get votes. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, if you like a good snack throughout the day, maybe you have a sweet tooth, but uh, you don't want to get off track with your diet uh, by snacking, going to the pantry, maybe you're working from home and you're like, I'm visiting the pantry 10 million times a day because I can't stop thinking about snacks. You got to try Built Bar. Stock your pantry with Built Bar instead of the candy bars that are going to get you off track with your diet. All right. Built Bar is a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. They're amazing flavors. They've got coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I know Caleb tried the uh, the peanut butter, peanut, peanut butter, butter brownie. It's great. Yeah. Their peanut butter ones are really, really good. So, by the way, if all of these sound delicious and you're like, I can't make up my mind, go to their website, get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of their regular nine flavors. Uh, they've got up to 18 grams of protein. They're 180 calories or less, only four to five grams of sugar and four to five net carbs. Again, they don't taste like that, though. They taste delicious. All right, right now you can uh, go to built.com, use promo code NEWS15. You will save 15% off of your order if you use promo code NEWS15 over at built.com. Well, Chase Bank has done an about face uh, after news surfaced from uh, General Michael Flynn, former national security advisor under, of course, former President Donald Trump. He posted this odd 
message, this letter from Chase Bank. Uh, this was on his Telegram social media page, and it says, as you can see, if you guys are watching this, he's blacked out the, you know, the information, the personal information, the address, and it just says Flynn. And it says, after careful consideration, we decided to close your credit cards on September 18th because continuing the relationship creates possible reputational risk to our company. Uh, so General Flynn himself did put this out. Now, there was some speculation as to, you know, who was the first name of the person because it didn't appear to be General Flynn himself. It was confirmed that it, it was sent to his wife. So this was a message that was sent to his wife. Chase Bank obviously heard about it from uh, many people on social media, and they said, oh, whoops, that was actually an error. Uh, we made an error. Uh, with this cancellation letter and um, oopsies. So oopsies. everything's fine now. Everything's fine. I may have added the oopsies part. I don't <laughs> think that was part of their statement. But um, everything is fine now, they say. You gotta believe that was not an accidental. Like, you don't go in the system and accidentally send uh, a computer, an automated letter to someone saying, a relationship with you risks our reputation. Yeah. yeah, that was so bizarre. I hope they leave Chase uh, regardless because maybe it is an employee gone rogue. I don't know. I mean, I, I consider that as a possibility considering that these do these guys, Chase probably does do the whole woke uh, propaganda with, hey, if you sign on for us, you have to read racial bull crap and all that <laughs> nonsense. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if they uh, had someone that was just flat out rogue maybe had something against them and was like i'm gonna send this send this out uh but yeah the bizarre thing is that they come out and they're like oh that was an accident yeah they Probably. said we've, we've contacted our customer to let her know that we made an error and we apologize That's such a for weird any error, man. you know what an error is is sending my neighbor Catherine, 65 at home alone and uh uh a letter that we're canceling your account because you could be a reputational hazard to our company. Okay, yeah. you know what? That's that's a, that's an that's error. That's an error. <laughs> Not when you send it to one of the most prolific political figures and you know mm -hmm. points over the past four or five years uh, that, that caused a lot of controversy within the news cycles and American foreign policy and all that sort of thing. Uh, that was framed by the FBI yeah. and all this. Okay, you know, that's not an error. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's that that is directed and targeted. And now they're playing damage control. Mm -hmm. uh, you take a look at these bigger banks and when, you know, me medicine, banking, and, and all these, when they start to have political uh, infiltration uh, by activists with a point to prove, your society is gonna have some serious problems. So if that's what's actually going on, if there was a rogue employee, or if this was a company policy that they made, uh, we're facing some well really I mean because you yeah. look at what happened remember what happened with Bank of America and um, was it Tucker Tucker Carlson if I'm not mistaken um, or, or something of that nature or they would give basically well it got exposed by Tucker I think when they were kind of helping the feds with whatever happened with January uh, 6th if I'm not mistaken yeah. and, and like that's weird man like that because that's usually something that they've historically butted out of but clearly they're moving in this direction where they do want to play play politics it's going to be interesting to see definitely as other forms of like monies like whether it be bitcoin and all this other stuff where people are able to actually you know yeah. house their wealth and not have to put it within these banks we'll see if people say you know what i don't have to have have you holding my money yeah. anymore well yeah and this is such a mainstream bank you know yeah. this is such a piece of american history um 
you take a look at what's going on with PayPal or Venmo, uh, you know, they're shutting accounts down yeah. because maybe some of the money from GoFundMe is coming in that they don't necessarily agree with what it's going to be used for in Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are not mainstays in the foundation of the American economy, okay? Chase is. No. Um, and when you take a look at it's infiltrating that, you know, we need to really get our stuff together mm-hmm. and we need to demand that they stop because you know, or we need a conservative to step up and provide an alternative. You know, there's some rich conservatives out there uh, and I don't know what it takes to run a bank. Okay, (laughs) so maybe I'm making it sound a little easier than it is, Uh, but there's a lot of uh, companies that are looking for reliability, that are looking for consistency and wanna make sure that they uh, themselves and their customers are not gonna be canceled by a mob that swings according to the wind on the daily basis, uh, maybe it's time we set up some alternatives. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Uh, All right, let me also get to, before we have to go to break, let me get to uh, (laughs) the United Teachers uh, Los Angeles president. So this is a teachers union in in Los Angeles. Her name is uh, Cicely Meyert Cruz. She says there is no such thing as learning loss. So, you know, look, your kids may have not learned all of their times tables. Um, they may have not mastered all of their multiplication, but they did learn uh, survival, resilience, and by the way, they do know the words insurrection and coup. So uh, she said our kids didn't lose anything. It's okay that our babies may not have learned all their times tables. First of all, they're not your baby. They are my children. Thank you very much, union president. Uh, They learned resilience. They learned survival. They learned critical thinking skills. They know the difference between a riot and a protest. They know the words insurrection and coup. I am going to go out on a limb and guess that these Children who are being taught by the teachers who are involved in the union in Los Angeles do not actually know the difference between a protest and a riot. I'm going to guess that that is not even accurate. I put a lot of money um, on that. that They have no idea what the difference is. It's probably depending on your political affiliation Mm -hmm. as far as what they They know. Donald Trump is bad. Yeah, so that if they do it in his name or rather if they, let's say, support him and they get together, well, that's a riot. Uh, but if you go smash some windows on behalf of black lives or something because of reasons, that's probably it's not just a protest. Right. Yeah. Peaceful protest. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Y'all know how I feel about peaceful. it. They, they certainly <laughs> they, they learned about insurrection and coups. That's right. I mean, those kids have definitely been watching what's going on in Afghanistan because that was an mm. insurrection. That was a coup. Mm. You know, an insurrection, I believe, is is when you're, you know, using a uh, uh, targeted tactic to prohibit uh, the functioning government. Kind of like when all the Democrats here in Texas just boarded a plane <laughs> and refused to allow for a quorum so that our, our, our democratically elected officials mm-hmm. could pass the laws that they said they were going to pass, that they do all the time. Okay, yeah, you're right, she's right. They did learn about insurrections. They've seen that, you know, they've seen it go on a lot. Yeah, January 6th as well. So, you know, she is trying to make these st- stupid political talking points to walk around with her head held high as if she actually accomplished something uh, but she's really just uh you know like you said trying to advance bigger government mm-hmm. and she's just trying to, to breed division uh, arrogance uh and 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 just trying to stir people up i i just i can't stress this enough you guys get your children out of public schools no. and do it like 
yesterday. <laughs> Get your freaking children out yeah. of these public indoctrination camps. Yeah. They are not getting better. They are just getting worse. Absolutely. Get your freaking children out of there. And support school choice. Yes. Move your tax dollars elsewhere. Yes. And, and, and support schools that are actually interested in providing an education and providing, you know, a future for your children, not a politicized you know, agenda. Yeah, and do not trust any politician who, for some reason, is in opposition to school choice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how you know that they don't give a crap about your children. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank new sponsor of the show, Novo. So uh, small business owners, startups, freelancers, entrepreneurs, uh, do you know the number one way to avoid unfair bank fees uh, first of all, you got to go close your account. And uh, next step, open a new Novo free business banking account. Novo is a number one business banking app. It's built from the ground up to be powerfully simple and free business banking that Money Magazine, by the way, called the best business checking account of 2021. They've got no minimum balances, no transaction limits, no hidden fees. You can sign up for free in under 10 minutes at banknovo.com slash why. They'll mail you a Novo debit card and you will get free ATM use. Now, they were designed for small businesses and entrepreneurs to make all of this easy and secure. You can manage your account in Novo's custom web, uh, customizable web, Android, and iOS apps with built-in profit-first accounting and invoicing. Uh, by the way, you know, you guys just heard this story about Chase and how, uh, if you're not careful when you use uh, an institution, they can just cancel you like that because they don't like your political ideologies. They don't like that You've got to try Novo. Novo is not going to do that to you. By the way, they are going to seamlessly integrate with uh, Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks, and more. All of this, again, for free. If you are a small business owner, what are you waiting for? Get your free business banking account in just 10 minutes at banknovo.com slash why. That is banknovo.com slash why. Not that we have a, a video game expert at the table or anything, <laughs> but I just thought that we would bring up this story, Eric, that's going on in China. China is banning children from playing online games for more than three hours a week. This is the har harshest restriction so far on the game industry as Chinese regulators uh, continue to crack down on the technology sector. So minors, they even have the like the actual uh, times that they can be online. This is, I mean, <laughs> this is China, so I shouldn't be surprised, mm -hmm. but it says they can only play games between 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fridays, weekends and on public holidays starting on September 1st. Uh, by the way, this is down from a previous restriction set in 2019 that allowed minors to play games for an hour and a half per day and three hours on public holidays. Weird. Yeah, that's what communism gets you, does it not? I mean, so many restrictions. I mean, I've been taking the task, these weirdos even out here that want more restrictions on video game development and not necessarily to that degree but yeah. more so on how they're they're produced and all that sorts of things i think people need to understand that the liberty that we have here is of course worth 
worth salvaging because you hear stories like that and it sounds absolutely nutty to us mm-hmm. uh, that that something like that will be will be placed on people by way of, of the government but that's the direction I mean believe it or not that this country unfortunately is going in maybe not with particularly video games but you're seeing it in other avenues you've seen it over the last year and a half with some of the res- restrictions that they come this is why uh, I've, I've said that with China I mean all it took was a virus with a 99% survival rate to have world governments looking closer to there so they they never had to even fire a shot in order to, uh, for for them to win. So, really, America, you should value your liberties because you know it's easy for us to kind of lose sight of that that we're able to do a lot of what other countries do not have such luxury because of their oppressive regime. So, it's always worth it to take the liberty position on anything. It doesn't matter what what it actually is. It certainly is worth salvaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but liberty comes with responsibilities. And uh, I, I completely Parker? agree. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I stole that one from Marvel. Uh, look, I, com- I 100% agree with everything you said. Uh, I just don't know if Americans always live in the way that liberty demands. And that means, you know, you take a look at China and the government is regulating how much children can play their video games. And in American public schools, if you dare take away the cell phone, when the kids are learning, the mm-hmm. high schooler will cry in the middle of the class. Mm-hmm. And I think that that breeds uh, into the spirit of a nation. That's, that, that behavior leads to uh, how a nation behaves, patriotism or mm-hmm. forced patriotism in the, in, the, in the sense of a communist nation, where they actually believe in that country because they're forced to. Uh, and here, you know, I'm gonna sound like my dad, uh, but the truth is, and I love playing video games. I, I do it all the time with my buddies. Uh, but when you have, you, you know, a nation that is, you know, video games are created as an escape. Yeah. They're an escape from real life. And that, that does not mean that they are real life, in my perspective. And, you know, when you have just this rampant um, youth growing up always distracted by screens, never actually facing the, the demands of a real life, you start to have decreased manhood mm-hmm. in terms of how young men are raised and, and young men growing up, decreased femininity because they're seeing what's going on online and they're thinking that there are other things and other ways to behave. And I think you, know, you need to remove that distraction and I do think that that's what China's perspective is. They're doing it in an evil way and they're an absolute evil communist government. Uh, but the truth is, is that some of this stuff in America, liberty demands responsibility. And I don't know if our, if our culture has uh, prioritized or rewarded responsibility in a way that it should. Hmm. Interesting perspective. Eric, we've got about a minute. Well, I mean, my thing is, is that liberty is liberty regardless. I mean, it doesn't require any responsibility from anything because it's not a positive action. Mm -hmm. It requires a positive action to intrude upon the private property rights of another individual. So whether it be with the problem that you're reversing, whether it be with youngsters and kids playing games, I I play video games and I would disagree with that point where it's just a form of escapism because I play video games as a form of competition and uh, like thought exercises, which is why I talk about like being a competitor uh, within the, within this realm. I also was a collegiate sports athlete um, in that regards too, and that kind of led into when I couldn't do that anymore to more video games. Everybody has their perspective on this, but the government, in terms of what it, when you talk about stuff like public school and their curriculum or requirements, 
requiring all of these sort of different things like that's the issue it's not the liberty it's the absolute aggression by way of the state when it is monopolized whether it be with curriculum whether it be what it deems as a proper form of education proper form of even a way to uh, uh, have a business we're seeing what we see right now whether it be with the emasculation of men uh, whether it be with all of this other weird stuff who is facilitating that it's the academics it's the academics that are always rolled out there so we got to address that if we want to work towards a more free and prosper prosperous society all right we got to take a break we'll be back good points by both yep. of you All right, this is the part of the program where I tell you guys that you need to go to wherever you get your audio podcast. If you are watching this program, we appreciate you so much watching this program, whether it be on YouTube, Facebook, Blaze TV, Pluto. Uh, I know you, everyone makes fun of the way that I say Pluto, but I will have you know there is a T in there. It is P-L-U-T-O, and I'm the one who's saying it right, and you all are the ones who are saying it wrong. Uh, but uh, wherever you are watching us, we appreciate it. We would also appreciate so much your support in going over to those audio podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. You also may see your review read live on air like the one today from Turbine305, who says, never miss a show. Sarah and company are a podcast I never miss, news of the day, and always impassioned opinions. I love it when Sarah or the guests torpedo their YouTube chances with appropriate and true comments. Whoops. Loved Sarah's bleep moment recently. Management, leave her alone. It was truth. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you missed it, Caleb. I I, I, I had an F-bomb. It was an accident. It, was, it just slipped out. Eric knows what I, I'm, I'm talking it, about. I've done it, once, it just yeah. slipped out. And I was like, just leave a review and please tell them not to fire me for saying the F-bomb. Uh, don't forget, you can find Eric July over on YouTube and also Caleb Bonham over Whoa. on Instagram and Facebook, but not Twitter. Not Twitter. That's what he told me yesterday. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.